So welcome everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I am the COO of The Mortgage Calculator, and this is the Loan Officer Sales Training. Today, we're going to be talking about follow-up texts and emails. So let me go ahead and I will get right into it here. So first, let's talk about text messages, right? So text messages are the most powerful form of communication, right? That's just how it is nowadays. So when you text people, you want to keep that in mind that they should be done with a purpose. They're the most effective form of communication, meaning they're going to actually get your message when you're sending them a text, right? So, you know, all communication we want to do with a purpose, but a text especially, I mean, you don't want to just send out texts just to be sending them because that is going to get their attention. You know, for the most part, people are going to see the text message that you send them. So when you're formulating all of your follow-ups and you're, you know, trying to follow up with your clients and stuff, that should really be in your head of, hey, whatever I send them via text needs to be important. If it's not something that's going to, you know, get them to immediately respond, then you need to think of it as an elevator pitch to try to get them to respond, right? The text message, it's kind of a good analogy that the text message is kind of an elevator pitch, right? They're going to see it. They're stuck in the elevator with you, right? Because you sent them a text on their phone. They basically have to read it. But is your elevator pitch good? Are they just going to click into the text so that it Excuse me, click into the text so that it's read and it's not unread on their phone anymore, right? So a text is is kind of an elevator pitch there. So make sure that there's a purpose to it and make sure that you understand that between all the communication, uh, you know, calling them, leaving voicemails, sending them emails, the text messages, the de- the one that's definitely going to get through, they're going to see it. And so what is your your pitch there in the text message? Also, obviously, you never mass text message people. Now at the mortgage calculator, you know, we don't have the option to do this because everything is in our CRM and you're not, you know, you can't string a bunch of them together to send them one mass text or anything. So, of course, mortgage calculator loan officer is not really too much of an issue there. But of course, you don't want to mass text people, spam text people. Now, I don't just mean you know, texting them all in one group chat. I also mean just copying and pasting a text and sending it to this person and then this person. People can clearly see when things are copy and pasted, even if you put their name, hello, John Doe, blah, blah, and just go right on with your general everything, right? That's what I mean by text need to have a purpose. Not only a purpose as in like you're trying to get this across, but a purpose as that's directly related to that client. You're continuing conversations. You're talking about what's going on. You're never just saying, oh, I'm going to text all my clients today on this same text and just plug their name in there. And, you know, people can tell that, right? We're going to, we're salespeople. There's a reason why we have all these cool tools and the CRM and all these things to help us. It's not so that we can copy and paste text messages, right? This, the, the, a computer can do that. That's super easy, right? To do it's all these tools are there for us so that we can communicate with clients in meaningful ways because a computer can spam email text message people all day, every day. You don't need to exist to do that, right? The reason why you exist is to use your brain, 
look at what's been going on back and forth with the client, remember the conversations you've been having with them and actually formulate real uh, communication back and forth. And you have your CRM to help you do so. You have your CRM to remind you to do so and keep track of all of it when you're doing it. But the, you know, the, the, the CRM could automatically send people mass texts and emails and stuff like that. Right. So that's not for you to do. You are there to do it, you know, dynamically and uniquely for each client and the CRMs there to help you keep track of all of that. And remember that follow-up texts need to be sent at appropriate times. You can't text people outside of the appropriate hours. And here at the mortgage calculator, it is 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. is where we allow you to text and call people 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Right. So don't text people outside of those hours unless there's already a conversation going on between you. Right. If the client is texting you, then that's different. Right. But you're not just going to start sending out text messages to people and say, hey, it's 10 p.m. I'm going to start following up with people via text. Right. Make sure you are following the appropriate times. And then of course, at the mortgage calculator, you can put them on drip campaigns or action plans is what we actually call them inside of the CRM. Remember all your clients should be on action plans according to the training, right? Remember the first days we're gonna be following up with them. But then after that third time, we're going to be putting them on the action plan, right? So we go over that in the training. We don't have to go over that. But remember anybody that's supposed to be on an action plan definitely needs to be on an action plan. Now, when you're following up with people that are already on an action plan, be mindful when you're sending them more texts, read what's been going on. You know, don't just pick up like you were just talking last time. That's why the CRM is there. Read the actual, you know, notes, read the previous texts, read the previous emails and be mindful that the, the, the system has been communicating with them on your behalf already right? So catch yourself up before you start talking to them again. I've seen that happen where the loan officer will just literally, you know, start a whole new conversation because they didn't look at what the system was already, you know, had already prompted from them, right? Had already sent them on their behalf. And then another big one with the action plans is make sure to take them off an action plan when a client responds, I see that happen as well sometimes where a loan officer will, you know, the the client will eventually respond to a text from one of the drip campaigns or an email. And then the conversation, you know, starts and then they're left on an action plan so that later the client randomly gets a text message like, hey, are you still looking for, uh, you know, whatever it is? And they're like, wait a minute, we're sitting here having this call. We're already halfway through the loan. Like, what do you mean? Do I want to refinance my house? Right. So make sure not only do we have everybody on action plans that's supposed to be on one, but we we take people off the action plans once they actually engage with us. So just some things to remember there via text. I mean, this there's not too much to put here, right? It's not rocket science. We're sending text messages, but just overall, remember that this is the most effective form of communication that's out there right now. So your texts are kind of like your elevator pitch. They're going to get them right? They're going to see them. So the question is, did you just copy and paste some random thing that people can totally tell is copy and pasted? Or did you actually formulate something 
with purpose and make sure that it's not something that looks like it's to a bunch of people and make sure it's something that's unique to, um, you know, that, that person. Right. So texts are very big here. And I do see a question and I'll actually answer it right now. Why are our texts limited to 160 characters? Well, that's because that's the lowest common denominator, right? That's, that's some people's phones hold it to 160 characters. So we have to do that across the board. Also, when we had it not limited to 160 characters, people were pay, you know copying and pasting entire emails into text messages and putting their footer in there and like all kinds of crazy stuff, right? So um, some phones only, you know, take 160 characters. And so that's what we have to go by, right? Like, yes, some people have iPhones that you could text longer, but some people don't. And so it has to be the lowest uh, common denominator there, which is the 160 characters. And again, it also helps because when we weren't doing that, people were just typing giant stories to people via text message. And then a lot of people's phones would break those up into 160 character batches. And then that was just, that's just a mess, right? So that is the reason why it is like that in our system. All right, so let's talk about emails, right? Same thing with the, the text. Best follow-up emails have a purpose, right? We're actually talking to them about something. We should be referencing the previous emails that we talked about right? Or something that's actually going on. That's one of the first things that people are looking for. You're, you're subconsciously, when you open that email, looking for a reason why you need to actually read it, right? Most people, you get an email, you, you need to, you know, either read it or not read it as far as, you know, it needs to be either read or unread. And to get it to be read, you need to actually read it, but they're just going to skim through it unless it's actually something important. They're going to, is this you subconsciously people can see instantly in their mind. If something's a promotion email, if something's a copy and paste an email, if something's just like another attempt to get a hold of them, right? That's why it's always best to have a purpose, but also early on in the email, we're referencing things. We're talking about things that are unique to the person. You know, these are, these little things are going to make a big difference of if they just let the email go by or if they actually open it and engage with it. So I'm really talking about things to engage the client. I can't express enough how much people can tell when things are not real. There's just no way around it. You could make the best copy and pasted message ever and put their name in it and stuff like that and make it try to seem like it's not a template. People can tell you have to be talking about unique information to that person, referencing conversations you've had, emails you've had, text messages you've had, uh, <coughs> excuse me, proposing solutions to problems you've spoken about before. Those are all things that need to be right there up front in the email somewhere so they can see because what happens is human nature, we read one sentence, maybe. If we're what if we know that it's a promo, we probably won't even open it in the first place. But if we see, oh, I might need to read this. This might be something that's actually important. And then they skim the first sentence. And if it looks like it was sent to a bunch of other people, naturally, we just block it out and just move on. Right. So it has to be very early in the email where you're referencing these actual important things for them to understand. Hey, this isn't just some spam email, some random email, some copy and paste email. This is actually this person 
reaching out to me about what we had spoken about before and we actually need to communicate about this, right? Another thing you can do is respond in the same thread on some of them. Not always, right? It's all, Sometimes it's good to have a brand new email thread as well. But responding in the same thread, this goes to where if they've communicated back with you before, right? So if they have answered you at some time, pull up that thread and communicate with them in that thread. I talked about this on, oh goodness, I forget which training it was, but I was talking about the fact that you know, people are so much more likely to respond when they've seen they've already responded, right? If there's a thread of emails going back and forth, you're like a thousand times more likely. I just made that number up. They're like a thousand times more likely to actually respond, right? Because that's a, they see it's a conversation. They know hundred percent that they've been communicating with you and it's not just some random email or spam email or you know, anything like that, right? So sometimes having a new email thread is good. Maybe if they've not, you know, been ignoring it or something like that, but if they've already responded to you ever, make sure to keep that thread going because that's what's going to keep the engagement going. All of you know this, when you're in your email, you can clearly see the ones that have actual threads going. And that's like your first, you know, your first clue to your mind, hey, that's a real email. I'm actually having a conversation with this person. I mean, that. Like I said, it's a thousand times more likely for them to actually click into that because they know it's a conversation they're having and they want to continue the conversation or, uh, you know, somebody else wanted to continue the conversation, whatever the case may be. So don't forget about that. Responding in the same email thread. Sometimes you might forget about that. Just sending them email, 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 email. But those threads that they've responded to are good to go back in and respond in the same thread as well. And then action plan emails here. So same thing we're talking about with the text messages, action plans, make sure that you read all the emails that were sent. And that's essentially what we talked about with text messages, right? When you have someone on an action plan, then you can see it right away, right? So when you pull up a a contact in the CRM on the left-hand side, it has a slot for action plan and it tells you if they're on an action plan and what what the name of the action plan is. Now, if they're on an action plan, make sure to read all the communication that's been happening. You need to know what you have sent them. Remember, our action plans, aka drip campaigns, those are coming from you. They think it came from it came from your phone number, right? The text messages that you sent them. The email came from your email with your footer that you sent them. So the system is doing this all on your behalf. So if you come in and you don't actually read all of the emails that you had been sending them, you meaning the system on your behalf, then you're behind in the conversation. And again, you're just picking up somewhere where, you know, you're, they, it, it's confusing to everyone, right? You need to make sure you know what you've been sending them and, and understand that you already sent them these things. So you don't want to, you know, send them things that are exactly the same or, whatever the case may be. And then on the same token, on the opposite side of that, take them off an action plan when the client does respond, because they're going to get emails from you that again, say, you know, Hey, are you still interested or something? But now you're already talking, you're halfway through the deal. Now they're getting random automated messages from you asking if you're still interested in all these type of things, right? Well, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. That looks weird. That looks unprofessional. So don't forget to take someone off an action plan when a client 
responds, whether they respond via email or text, whatever it is, if they're re-engaging, we want to make sure to take them off the action plan. But we also need to set reminders for ourselves. So also keep that in mind as you transition someone through the process here. If you've had them on an action plan and then you take them off an action plan, remember you need to be setting your reminders for your calls and your follow-ups, right? Which you should be doing anyways, but it's very important because now this person isn't being followed up with automatically, right? Now you're manually talking to them, but you can't just leave it at that and wait for them to respond. You have to have those follow-ups set, right? Those follow-up tasks need to be set because you're still going to have to follow up with this person. They might not respond to the last email you sent them. And then where are they? They're just sitting there because they're not on an action plan anymore, right? So you need to make sure to really take that extra time and make sure that you're setting your follow-up tasks when you take people off action plans. That's very important to, if they do respond, take them off. And if, um, if you do take them off, then make sure to put them on some, some follow-up tasks there to make sure that you're following up with them because the system is not going to at that point. So again, nothing too much here for today. It's not rocket science. When you're texting and emailing people follow-ups, do it with a purpose. Treat the text as kind of like your elevator pitch, knowing that this is the form of communication they're going to get. I don't even know the stat, but there's some kind of crazy stat at the delivery rate of text messages or you know, X amount better than emails or whatever. And then make sure you're also sending them at the appropriate times and make sure you're putting people on action plans, but read what's going on in that action plan before you jump in and start responding. And when they do respond, go ahead and make sure to take them off an action plan. All right. All right. Well, I won't take too much of your time up today. Remember that we do not have a sales training tomorrow because it is Friday, December 1st, which is the first day of our big event here in Miami, Real Estate Weekend Miami. So I hope I'll see some of you um, here tomorrow. Uh, but for everybody else, we won't be doing uh, any of the meetings tomorrow, the Daily Rates Live or the sales training tomorrow, which is Friday, December 1st, because of our event. So hope to see some of you soon. Um, the rest of you, we would see then on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for the next episode of the Loan Officer Sales Training with the Mortgage Calculator. Have a great day, everyone.